Welcome back to the Bestow Curse podcast and back to our series of character slash player introductions. Once again, I'm Griff, the game master of the show and the host of this segment. And today I'm talking to the bubbly Haley. Hi. Hey, Haley. Hi. I am super happy and excited to say hello to everyone. Well, I think we need to give everybody an idea of who you are. So who are you? Yeah, so my name is Haley, and I have been on the main Hideous Laughter show since the beginning. So for a few years now, I've been playing on podcasts and super excited to start another. I also am on the Linked Legacy podcast so far as a player, but soon to be GM too. Nice. What do you do outside of gaming? What's your day job like? I am a logistics manager for a factory that produces acoustical panels and architectural specialty type of work. So a lot of stuff with acoustics already. In fact, we've got stuff around our game table now that my factory has produced. Yep, you're 50% of the sound dampening (laughs) in this room. Yes, and so I am the logistics manager there. So basically anything coming in and out of that plant, I am related to. Well, let's talk about your gaming experience then. What systems have you played? Have you been a player, GM? Lay it out. So started with board games and then quickly moved into any number of Pathfinder. So Pathfinder we started with. We started with Pathfinder 1E, of course, and it's been about five years. So I've been playing that for a long time. Really enjoy Pathfinder 1E when Starfinder came out. Got really excited about that. So have been playing. I've played that. I've actually GM'd the entire first AP for that as well. And now I'm learning to e. I say learning. I've played in a couple games before this, but it's definitely not something where as soon as two e came out, I was in four games of or something. Right. Yeah. We've kind of taken it slow, mm-hmm. waiting for content to come out. Do you have any other hobbies outside of the gaming table? Oh man, I am. Someone who gets really, really hyper-focused on a hobby for a short stint of time. Yep, I feel you on that. <laughs> and so some of the hobbies I've gone in between is um, I'll go like a month and I will I will read like 20 books in a month. <laughs> I ha- will get into knitting sometimes, drawing, painting, also painting minis. Man, um, for a while you and I both were making dice at a pretty regular frequency. Yeah. We get really hyper-focused into a hobby. There was about a month last year where I spent all my time outside gardening. (laughs) So I I bounce around mostly all in the creative side of things for my hobbies. I spend so much time doing numbers and math and very analytical thinking during work that as soon as I get outside of work, it's creativity. So, Well, you play the crunchiest game system in tabletop, so... (laughs) Sprinkles of creativity. Yeah, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. We do role play here. Yes. So I've been doing this as an icebreaker for everybody so far. I'm going to need one interesting fact about you. So I have an interest, interesting fact. It's kind of more about our family because, you know, you and I are partners, of course, but yep. We have four pets, and half of them are deaf, which is already uh, a trip. And specifically, we have two dogs and two cats, 
and that dog that one dog is deaf and one cat's deaf so it's just kind of crazy and then the dog that's deaf is also has a lot of special needs and so spend so much time with our pets as well so that's usually that's such an interesting thing I haven't met anyone else when I talk about my pets in general I, I don't know if you've had this experience, but I haven't had anyone else say like, oh yeah, I totally understand what it means to have four pets and have them be deaf. Yeah, it's not really, <laughs> not super common. Usually you get one deaf pet and then you're like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine now. <laughs> <laughs> Met some people with three-legged animals and everything else, but yeah, maybe not to the extent we have. <laughs> Before we get to talking about your character, I actually had some music commissioned for your character specifically. So I'm going to play it here. Gosh. It's kind of kind of light. It is. So who is the character that uh that this music represents? And what do they look like? Yeah, this represents my character Mirata Bolgan. She goes by Mir and She is a very slender, tall, half-orc. She wears her hair kind of up in a braid, typically, and has or not just a braid, but multiple braids and fabric-covered strands and and yarn-covered strands. Lots of um, colors all over the place. She's very practical in every other aspect besides, besides that. Besides her hair? Yeah. So the rest of her outfit's pretty plain Jane, and, you know, it serves its function. And the hair, some of the hair covering has some function as well, but for the most part, it's the only only really playful thing about her. Cool. Well, in second edition, we talk about the ABCs of character creation, ancestry, background, and class. Can you give me Mir's ABC? Yes. So, I've already said the A, which is ancestry, and she is a half-orc. Half-orc works a little bit differently in second edition, doesn't it? does it does so it's one of those versatile heritages and if you get gm permission you can have that on every um different race correct half work is kind of a homebrewy okay you can do it yeah but most of the versatile heritages are on any race yeah yes and so she's a half orc human um and my background is a barber and my class is a druid well the barber explains the hair yeah, <laughs> and the druid which actually would actually explain Figgy, who is the other part of my character, and Figgy is a young badger. So you started with an animal companion. I did. Nice. I think the people are going to enjoy Figgy as a character in this campaign. I really like Figgy. <laughs> <laughs> well, how does Mir contribute to the party? Because uh, a druid can be a lot of things. Yeah, and I have made her to be a lot of things all at once. So she has some spells she can sling. She has the ability to do some healing. She is also good with a bow. And then on top of that, Figgy is built for melee. So it's I really got about the full range of, of options. Yeah, pretty across the board there. Yeah, I might not be, you know, all-star stellar at any single one, but I have the ability to flex into any function. The now, party might need. having an animal companion at level one, that means that you had to take the animal order, correct? My druid order is that animal order. And so I have an animal companion. I can't do harm to animals. 
and any any killing of animals needs to come from um, for for a purpose. It has to be for a purpose mm-hmm. and done appropriately. So, yeah, definitely interesting. I, there was a couple other orders, but the, uh, this really was the one that fit best. Nice. What are you most excited for to play around with with this character? What's uh, what's the re- real big selling point for you? I picked Druid actually for that versatility. Um, I am really, really excited to see how I can help fill in and really lean into wherever we find we have gaps. So I know our we have two major melee characters mm-hmm. already, and so I'll probably be doing a lot of range. I know that, but man, if we get ever split up or something, I, I know and I like the fact that I have that ability to flex a little bit, so I'm really excited to lean into being that kind of gap filler almost. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good spot to be in. And you're a 10th level caster, so uh, that's always helpful. Yes, yes. And that's from a, from that's how I feel about the mechanical aspect of the character from a more role play aspect and what I want to explore. I really want to explore life in Corvosa as a business owner. So... Sure. Talking about being a being a business owner, is this character mainly a good character, a more neutral character? How are you playing them? She's good. Like she's a, a very good character. And that's kind of why I'm really excited about the the music in the background because I feel like it, it is very a good center of focus and maybe she's like a point of good in an otherwise fairly corrupt and crazy city yeah druid in a city is kind of an odd concept yes yes it is so what kind of character do you normally play uh, does anything about mirror stand out normally <laughs> yes <laughs> this is a leading question I know the answer to this yeah, uh, normally I play characters with a hint of crazy. You're the chaotic <laughs> neutral player at the table. I, I am. I am very traditionally. I've always been the chaotic neutral with characters that regularly flip between chaotic neutral into chaotic good or chaotic evil. It's very, that's very much <laughs> the way that I end up playing um, it's almost a joke around the table at this point. My character is going to pull some Haley crazy or not. <laughs> yeah, usually they do. <laughs> yes. And so this is definitely interesting because I'm playing uh, good, not chaotic, just good. And you're not planning on this character becoming chaotic or becoming evil like most of your other characters do if they're not already? <laughs> no, that's not the plan. Okay. She really she really wants to be a good person and she is a good person and she always wants to be and continue to do good things for society. And she has to have neutral in her alignment as a druid. So. Yes, she does. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really have room to be chaotic good. Yes. Why did you choose an animal companion for this for this character? Druids can go a lot of ways. You don't necessarily need one. No, but I think they're cute and fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But actually, it plays into my master plan of making sure I hit all of the different elements of Pathfinder play. And so I didn't have a better way of getting melee into my character's abilities without this. 
And so it plays into that plan that I had of hitting all of my spots for versatility. So yes, I like animal companions because of cute, cuddly reasons, even if they're not real. Uh, (laughs) And then I also enjoy that it gives me that melee component that I would maybe otherwise be missing. Nice. Yeah, I think you're the first to have an animal companion on any of our recorded shows. Yeah. I mean, we might have, I think we had a cavalier in a one shot for one episode. I don't think we've had animal companions in anything else. The only other thing we've had, I think, is a familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a familiar. Yeah. Mollusk and Link Legacy. So that Patreon feed, but. So that's cool. I'm excited as a GM to get to play around with an animal companion. When you think about Curse of the Crimson Throne, it is almost entirely set in Corvosa, which is the biggest metropolis in Varesia, making it a a huge city by uh, Galarian standards. What made you want to play a druid there? And in addition to that, how, how do you think you'll fit in to a city setting? Like I kind of said about this music being a, a good, like, and a center on on good and a focus on that, like kind of pause and calm good. That whole aspect of of being kind of a a very good person with some calm focus in a very not great city in general, I wanted that same concept for a large city. And I wanted to be a focus of going back to nature a little bit. And it feels to me like a way to recenter a little bit. Um, you mean going back to nature in the context of the campaign? That is what I mean. I mean, Mir would be a almost like a focus point of nature for her section of the city. So she lives in a, a like probably one of the most urban places, very densely packed with people within the city itself. And so she likely is going to take multiple trips out of the city to get refocused. She'll probably have plants and like regular things in her shop regularly because she still wants to keep that focus to nature and she regularly has people in all the time because she runs a barber shop and so she has people in all the time so she wants to be able to bring a little bit of that back to her shop back a little slice of like the outside world outside of Corvosa back into Corvosa for people who maybe can't leave. I got a little bit of a fun one that I want to talk about uh, because Mir is a barber. What is Mir's favorite hairstyle? And this could be on herself or to do, to cut. It's up to you. Or you could answer both. So for practical reasons, Mir's favorite type of hair is having it generally pulled up and away from her. But so that would be like a ponytail with lots of little braids or something unique. But I think to cut her big thing would be give her a customer that will let her just do whatever she wants to do and whatever she feels. So if that means she's going to shave, um, I don't know, some wild flames into the side of someone's head. <laughs> That's what she's feeling for the day. And so I think it's more of a... Uh, she likes that freedom to do what she wants with anyone's hair. 
but I don't know if she's got like a solid, just this one that she uses all the time kind of aspect. Now she pretty regularly keeps her hair in a ponytail with lots of braids and, and uh, like leather strapping and yarn and other type of things covering it. And so like, that's how she keeps it. So that's probably her favorite go-to every day. But to do on other other people, she wants to just let her imagination run wild. Nice. Well, Haley, thank you so much for being on and letting me interview you about your character. This series will continue for our final player and character introduction on June 2nd. And listeners, remember that all three of the first episodes will be released on June 4th. That's a Friday. Uh, get excited. They're really good. Haley, is there anything else you want to say to the listeners? Just that I am really excited to start this new adventure with everyone, and I can't wait to hear what everyone thinks, and I've loved the support so far, and I, I can't wait to watch that continue. All right. Till next time, listeners.